Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Prime Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Amatuli. Today's episode is sponsored by Hunter's Walks. If you're tired of hopping around and falling over, increase your mobility as you move from tent to tent, all while staying nice and warm. I honestly don't know where we get these sponsors from, um, but that's our newest one. So <laughs> our special guest today is Dr. Marcella Radojevic, owner and orthodontist from Ion Orthodontics down in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Uh, Dr. Rag, good morning. Good morning, Mike. Nice to have be on this podcast. Awesome. Thanks for hopping on. Uh, how's everything going today? All good. All good. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got a, the, the nice day off today, so I don't. I get to work on the business instead of inside of it. Perfect. That's just just as important as, uh, you know, straighten out some smiles, for right? For sure, for <laughs> sure. Awesome. So so let's dive right in. How how did you get started? What made you want to become an orthodontist? Uh, I think I definitely, I knew early on, I don't know if it was just by luck, but um, as a kid, I never actually got to go to an orthodontist. I, I naturally had it pretty um healthy dentition so i i was told i didn't need braces and i think i just Mm -hmm. always got stuck in this in this wanting to have braces as a kid which i know a lot of people think that's crazy but um, (laughs) i always wanted the perfect smile and i didn't you know i didn't love my smile and i just said you know what i if i if i can't get get to an orthodontist i'm just gonna become an orthodontist i don't know how that becomes (laughs) your life goal because you wanted braces your whole life. But I ended up, you know, pursuing dental school. Then after dental school, you have to do an additional residency, an additional 30 months of training in my case. And um, I fixed my own teeth once I got into orthodontic residency with uh, liners like Invisalign. And um, Uh I love what I do because really it's just amazing to be able to work with so many different people in different age ranges and be able to see their, mm-hmm. their smile and their confidence transform and have that long-term relationship with them. It's not like they just come in for like a surgical procedure and it's like one and done. It's like you actually get right. to know the family, the patient, the parent and, and build a relationship over time while also increasing their confidence and their, their ability to smile. So it's incredible. Right, right. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, and, and after this episode, we'll, we'll share their social media profiles, but you'll see, you know, going to orthodontist isn't all bad. You know, there's a lot of, and they make it fun and things like that. Um, so that kind of takes me to my next question. You know, what, what makes your practice different from some others, maybe in the area or somewhere else? You know, it's hard to make orthodontics different from other orthodontists. I mean, we're all really well trained clinically, I would say. Um, But definitely giving a different atmosphere was one of our goals. So my practice Mm -hmm. is pretty new. We've only been open a little under two years now. And one of my goals, or actually one of the things I I considered as um, how was I going to get patients driven to the practice, potential um, clients that would trust me enough considering I didn't maybe have the same level of experience as the other orthodontists in my area that had been in there 20, 30 years. And how was I going to gain their trust and, and get people excited about my practice? So I, I went a couple of different routes. It took me a while to really get a good idea of what I wanted my practice to be like before I actually built it out. So, um, Mm -hmm. for example, one thing right off the bat, I told myself was I'm not going to name my practice after myself. I don't want it to be something that 
you know, is Radojevic orthodontics. Like, first of all, you can barely say that. So I was like, I want it to be clean, simple, modern, new. And after a really long time of brainstorming, we ended up coming up with Ion Orthodontics. And I loved that because it's like, it, it's, it's an experience. It's not that it happens to be related to my name. And if I'm not there that people are like, well, is this still, you know, the same orthodontist? It's, it's more of a, an actual experience and more modern. And we went with Ion Orthodontics because there are so many different words that end in ION and we have mm-hmm. so much fun with that. So it, you really get to have, like I said, that whole experience of people come in, the patients love it. We ask them what's their favorite ION word and, and we get to kind of go so many different ways and we get really inspired to just have fun with not only the name, the brand, um, Mm -hmm. all the marketing ideas we come up with, you know, we have adoption um, events for like dogs and cats we can help promote in our community um so it it was a a good way for us to try to set ourselves apart make ourselves different from the orthodontists in our area that had obviously tons of experience and a huge following already and then on top of that i wanted to also make sure that i leveraged the fact that i'm a younger doctor yes maybe i'm not technically as experienced as them but I have social media understanding and I know Mm -hmm. how to connect with my patient population very easily. So I definitely wanted to leverage the fact that as a younger doctor, I had that understanding. So we definitely wanted to get on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, on on as many different types of social media um, platforms. So that way we could, you know, even on Snapchat, be able to connect and be present. So that has really helped to boost the practice a lot. Yeah, no, social media is huge nowadays. And that's just, that's where the attention is. So the more you can get in front of as many eyeballs as possible, the better it is for you to spread the word. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So now, so now people are finding you, they're giving you a call, like, like, how does it work? If I'm, if I'm a new patient, you know, and I give you guys a call, can you kind of walk me through like the step-by-step process of getting into the door? Yeah, well, obviously, with the whole COVID-19 pandemic, things have definitely had to pivot and change and shift Mm -hmm. over time. Um, It was a little bit of a shift for most orthodontic practices. Mm -hmm. So what we had to do was with most orthodontic Uh, visits, you start with a consultation. So the patient will call in and schedule a free consultation. Um, They'll come into the office. They'll either, a lot of patients don't need a referral to come into an orthodontic office. You know, Mm -hmm. you can basically go on to Google and, and say, you know, I want to straighten my teeth and they'll, they'll come in based off of that, not just from a recommendation of a general dentist. And then we'll take some photos. We'll take some x-rays. It's what really sets us apart. Um, from obviously like direct to consumer Um, you might see from just watching tv or obviously being on social media all the ads but we do a thorough in-depth exam of your joints your smile analysis we see where the teeth sit inside of your smile you know if you have any impacted teeth there's there's a lot of things that go into moving teeth and we help to give you an in-depth treatment plan um, as to how you can benefit from treatment 
Um, we have different options. There's clear braces, metal braces. We have braces that are hidden behind your teeth. So no one even knows that you're, you're moving your teeth. Oh, wow. and, um, that way as adults, you don't have to be worried about, Oh, well, you know, I, it's too late for me. I'm not going to wear those clear aligners <laughs> right. 22 hours a day. So you have the ability to be able to move your teeth secretly. If you have a wedding coming up or whatever that you actually see those noticeable changes. So that's usually how it was done before the pandemic. Um, since the pandemic and everything has kind of taken a shift for working from home, um, more and more orthodontists are accommodating like virtual consultations okay. where we can kind of try to, based off of some photos that you take on your mobile phone, to submit those and we can kind of give you an estimate of what we see it's not the same thing as like a thorough exam but obviously if you're not comfortable mm -hmm. coming into an office you can kind of get a, an idea about how long it might take to straighten your teeth what what things you might not notice that your orthodontist can help to point out maybe your midlines the top and the bottom line don't match up or your bite has has something off with it and and we can help to kind of show that to you and see how you can truly benefit from treatment not just aesthetically but also with the function and and chewing and of your bite for the long term keeping those teeth healthy until you're in your hundreds <laughs> so right <laughs> yeah okay awesome and with keeping your teeth healthy you know another thing too like it, is there like a do you have like a best or favorite tip that you like to leave with patients that, that's simple for them to implement on their own? Um, from the orthodontic side, one of the most valuable tips I tell patients once they've already completed treatment, especially, and it's important even for people to know before they start treatment that, right. you know, once you start treatment, you have to maintain it. There's a level of maintenance and people you know, back in the day, they would only wear their retainer for maybe a couple of months or maybe even a couple of years if they were lucky. But then once they lost their retainer, they would they were like, well, my teeth are straight. They I wore my retainer and everything is uh -huh. fine. But one of the most important tips most orthodontists will tell you now is you have to wear your retainer nighttime for a lifetime every night for the rest of your life. Um, unfortunately your teeth, they respond to forces and you have a tongue, you have cheeks, you have lips. And right. as long as you're chewing food and, and moving, it, your teeth are naturally going to have some movement to them. And as we get older, those teeth are likely to shift over time. There are some people that are very lucky and they, their teeth maybe never shift back, but most of the population will experience some shifting. And if you love how your smile looks when you're braces come off or when you're done with your treatment, you have to do some level of maintenance. And, and a lot of people don't know that going into treatment, they think that, you know, you can just put a permanent retainer and, but mm -hmm. eventually that permanent retainer might break. You have to replace it. You have to maintain it. That way you don't have to spend money again in the future to put braces back on as an adult. Of course. <laughs> That's crazy. I actually had no idea. So yeah. So regardless of whatever age, like, let's say if, whether someone comes in at 12 or 35, you know, you've you got to retain it the rest of your life. Exactly. A 12 year old might have a tough time. So that's why I always tell parents up, up front. I'm like, listen, you need to know that you're you're setting yourself up for lifelong. I mean, it's a habit. It's like your mm -hmm. I call them your teeth pajamas, just like every night before <laughs> you go to sleep, you you brush your teeth, you floss, you put your retainers in. Um, it just has to be kind of like that natural habit 
that you right. form. And um, it, it's important for people to know it, it, it didn't used to be that way. The research has now kind of guided patients to really start wearing them for as long as they can or until they don't want their teeth straight anymore. Um, I think another really common misconception is people think like, I'll straighten my teeth as a teenager, but then my wisdom teeth are going to come in and mess it all up. Right. And in fact, the research shows that that's not the case. You know, two wisdom teeth at the bottom of your jaw aren't going to shift all of your teeth. The reason your teeth shift is because you stopped wearing your retainer. Um, I still have my wisdom teeth and mm -hmm. I wear my retainer every single night and you better believe my teeth are not moving because of those wisdom <laughs> teeth. So it's just something people, people maybe read on the internet or maybe they've been told that once before. And the reality is, is those two molars won't shift your entire arch of teeth. So um, just as long as you're wearing your retainer, you are protected. All right. That's good to know. Don't worry about your wisdom teeth. Wear your retainer. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if they're impacted or if they're obviously they have a higher risk of damaging the molar next to them. Right. So if, if you're recommended to have them removed, it's probably not necessarily because they'll shift your teeth. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now Dr. Rab, when people are on the internet, they're going to Instagram, Facebook, they're going to TikTok. We're, we'll start from the beginning here. This is, this is how we kind of, met was through TikTok, and i'm 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 looking around and i'm coming across these crazy videos and I'm, i'll tell you the first one that drew me into what you guys were doing with TikTok. um i'm a huge popcorn fan so <laughs> that was the first video i saw was this giant container of popcorn i was like oh my god what are they doing <laughs> <laughs> so so you guys are just you know I, I i love the the challenge you guys have um just so you guys know um, if you check out Iron Ortho, Ortho on TikTok, they have over 125,000 likes. They're crushing it. And it's like a good, I like how you guys get patients involved. And it's like a good mix of like fun, popular music. But then you get those like, you know, informational videos too. I saw that, that like 3D, um, like overbite kind of video. Like, you, you know, they're like, there's a good mix. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. We work hard on our creativity yet. <laughs> Uh, with our TikToks, it's it's hard to get them done sometimes in the middle of a busy schedule. But we actually right. have a lot of patients that come to us because they saw us on TikTok, and they are so excited to make a TikTok with us that I'm like, well, <laughs> you guys help me come up with something because as, as much as I'm a young doctor, I'm definitely yeah. feeling the generational differences already. <laughs> that's so funny, and you know what too? Like that's you know like it. What we, like a, a large majority of your clientele, I mean, your patients are kind of fit that demographic, right? I'd say a huge um, percentage of our practice is actually a lot of millennials, a lot of people okay. like in their 20s that either never had the opportunity to um, get treatment done, or maybe they did have to go back and get retreatment. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I think it's because we are so heavy on social media or we are, we do have a, a significant presence that they are kind of more drawn to us versus the younger population. And I think that's also normal for a newer practice because we haven't really truly gained the trust of the moms yet. They're still like right. going to the, to the people they, the other moms recommend, but we're slowly starting to get younger and younger patients and, and um, we, we really do have ages, uh, all ages in our practice. We have right. people in our 70s, even in their 70s. And um, it's never too late in that aspect. But I would say that we 
millennial population and they're surprisingly very on board with getting into TikToks and um <laughs> you know photos boomerangs all the fun stuff so yeah that's nice even more so than obviously the teenagers the teenagers know that their friends are gonna see it and they're a little bit more hesitant about what other people think so millennials right. are actually the best for getting on screen and having fun with it yeah of course and you know when they start to have kids and they you know need a needed the right orthodontist they're gonna remember that tiktok they made with you and they're gonna come right back (laughs) that's the idea i'm in the long game here exactly (laughs) that's awesome so and and what made you get on you know tiktok to begin with like what was the idea for like the first video um i think it it was it had a lot to do once i got on tiktok because there are other orthodontists that are using tiktok as um forms of of expression and creative content and I saw what I noticed that they were they were hitting a lot of things that made so much sense and it was very relatable and um, I Mm -hmm. used some of their their um, I I basically followed their lead and and found my being creative at my office so um, I would say that honest is what turned me on to TikTok and once I saw all the different even industries breaking on there. Right. Doctors, medical doctors doing the crazy dance. is like <laughs> the fact that I had to actually, I had a couple of patients. They were like, we got to learn a dance and we're going to do a TikTok." And I actually had to learn this dance. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was like the ultimate workout in and of itself. Um, right. Right. So definitely pushes you out of your boundaries. And I had to definitely use, quite a bit making my first TikTok to make sure I was doing it right and that I knew what I was doing and and now with everything going on obviously politically everybody nobody's really Mm -hmm. sure if TikTok is going to continue now they're shifting more over to the reels and now I got to learn something else and it's just yeah it never ends (laughs) yeah it never ends it'll be something different six months from now I'm sure right I'm, I'm sure. W- would you ever think that you'd be opening a practice and now you got to practice your dance moves before you go to work in the morning, right? <laughs> exactly. And what's worse is like, I'm so on board, obviously, because it's my business and I want to be yeah. different. But I also try to drag my employees, my team into it. And they're like, I don't know that I signed up for this. You know, yeah. I got to do it. <laughs> I got to act on camera and be photo ready at all times in the practice after being in a mask all day. So um, you, you also have to find team members right. that are ready to be on board with that. That's it. They got to be ready for the spotlight. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. So, um, so now you get your patients involved a lot. Is there like a, a favorite story that you have about a patient, uh, about a patient that you've had in the last couple of years? That's a really good question. I can't, it, so many different stories come to mind where mm-hmm. they were affected in different ways. I think overall, it's so nice to just be a part, like I said, of that whole transformation where even seeing like a parent um, bring their kids in and being so involved with getting their kids teeth looking right and, you know, having the right. ability to after treating maybe like four kids, um, one time I had a mom like come to me almost like in tears once she finished her last child in treatment. And she's like, listen, 
you know, Dr. Rad, I think I'm finally ready to take care of myself. Like, you know, being able to mm-hmm. see that they ne- they they're doing it for their children because they never had that opportunity themselves as a child. And then, you know, once they finally get through all the kids, being able to finally take care of themselves, like to me, that's such a rewarding thing is treating so like different generations. Um, obviously, I'm not old enough to, to say that I've treated like, you know, grandchildren of my own patients <laughs> right. yet, but I really look forward to that day. Um, but in, in general, I, I do think of a bunch of different stories. But, you know, again, it's not just about aesthetics. Sometimes it's even about just functioning properly. I, I once had a patient that she was maybe like nine or 10 years old. And I don't know how, how impactful this story will be to you. But to me, it really meant a lot because I knew I was changing not just, you know, position of teeth, but also patient's ability to breathe even at night. Um, I had a patient that had a, a smaller, top jaw and we had to do an expander on her and right. a lot of times with these patients we we screen them prior to to know how they're sleeping at night are they grinding their teeth are they snoring are they having issues with you know waking mm-hmm. up on the opposite side of the bed or sometimes even sleepwalking and and parents think these are normal things sometimes maybe they'll talk to their pediatrician about it and they'll say is this a normal thing and and they'll just kind of say yeah they'll grow out of it type of thing but our kids, they, when they sleep at night, that's when they do most of their growing. And if they're not sleeping well, they're not breathing well, then they're not growing well. So um, I had a patient that we did an expander on her and the mom told me after it was only a month into her treatment, she said before when I used to try to wake her up in the morning, she would try to like she would struggle to get out of bed she was extremely tired she would want to go right back to sleep you know and ever since we did this expander now when I wake her up she actually is already awake she she's woken herself up and she feels well rested at the end of the day and it's stories like that where you know that you're not just aesthetically moving teeth and giving people a nicer smile you're giving them a better quality of life as well and that patient can go on to grow and and prevent sleep apnea issues in the future and Another misconception is a lot of patients wait until they have all their permanent teeth to come in. In fact, the AAO actually recommends that you should come in at the age of seven to be evaluated for things like these, like where we can be able to tell you up front, listen, your child has probably some signs of having sleep issues or snoring or mouth breathing. It's really important that we get these things fixed before they're done growing. Otherwise you miss that opportunity. And at a later age, it's, it's kind of too late and you have to start talking surgery. So um, early detection, early prevention is one of my big things Mm -hmm. in the practice and trying to educate through social media to parents to let them know, Hey, don't just wait till permanent teeth come in. Like if they still have baby teeth, it's not like we're trying to slap braces on like every six year old. That's not the goal, but we want to be able to help inform you on what's going on in your child's mouth. Sure. Yeah. That's down this whole like rabbit hole there. (laughs) (laughs) No, that, that, that's the perfect response. You know, like obviously having a great smile, it's like the aesthetic part is like the, I don't want to say instant gratification, but that's like what you see almost immediately. Right. But like what you're talking about here is that longer term quality of life is just going to you're going to go through so many other things in your life that like something as simple as like breathing and sleeping properly is going to drastically change how what your energy levels are throughout the day and how motivated you are to do things. So that's like a huge impact right there. Yeah, definitely. I'd say straight like straighter teeth is a huge 
side effect or like it's a huge perk to treatment mm-hmm. but in the long term um we're preventing and helping detect issues that that could be easily fixable in the growing right. stages versus once it's too late it's it's a lot harder and now in the age of iPads and so many kids you know being on screen time elevated screen time and and having their mouth open they're they're starting to grow differently especially even with our diets and everything so um, differently than how we used to. <laughs> and we have to <laughs> right. kind of adapt to that. And that's why we're seeing more and more crowded mouths and, and teeth having a tough co- time coming in. So um, just early detection. It's, it's mm-hmm. again, the ortho consults in almost any state, they're going to be free and, and it's easy for you to just get in and, and figure out, is everything okay? Okay, I have the peace of mind. I'll see you next year type of thing. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um, is there anything else that you want to leave everybody well, everybody else with? Like, is you know, what do you guys have going on right now at Ion? Aside from all the TikToks, you know, what's like uh, your final kind of final what words here? Uh, sure. I I would say, especially with 2020 being such a downer, um, mm-hmm. it's really important that if you're like a small business like myself, that you not just adapt with the times, but I think it's also really important that we help to kind of spin it in a positive light for ourselves. Um, I, I try to take this opportunity where we were at home and, um, you know, using our brand to really help promote things that are going to be relevant to today's day and age. So, you know, I use it as an opportunity to kind of brand different things, market um, with, different giveaways so like um we made masks obviously because it's mask time it's a time mm-hmm. to mask up right now and, right. and even something as small as that where we made masks that say our, our brand on it has a smile on it um patients wear that to school and and helps to promote the the practice or they, it helps to let people know that we're out there um using it just to your benefit and and making the most out of the situation we had like these awesome scrunchies made for our practice that have mm-hmm. orthodontics on them. And we've added like a little zipper to them so that people can put their rubber bands in them. Um, we have a lot of fun with kind of getting a little bit outside of the box and helping to promote our business in what's going on with today's day and age. Um, instead of doing just like the same old like pens and, you know, the things that usually businesses do to give out at like marketing events and stuff um just try to do what you can with obviously 2020 use it as an inspiration to help kind of shift and and find new ways to get your name out there so you know you're still relevant right awesome those perfectly said you know um Dr. Dr. Rad, thank you so much again for hopping on to, uh, hopping on this episode with me today. I had a lot of fun. I, I did learn a lot too. I, I've never had to go to an orthodontist in my life, but I'm thinking now I might have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. You might benefit from it. Yeah, I, need to, I could use some better sleep. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, awesome. I appreciate you having me on. I'm a big podcast fanatic and even when I opened my own practice, I, I listened to a bunch of the marketing and, and, you know, other people that were going through similar experiences. And maybe you're not an orthodontist listening to this, but hopefully as a local business or as a small business, it, 
it's very helpful to hear other industries and be able to kind of compare it to your own business and hopefully it helps somebody out but i appreciate appreciate you having me absolutely (laughs) well uh thank you again that's our show thanks for coming on today i'm mike amatuli this is the prime digital podcast and we will see you guys later Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed the show, hit that subscribe button. Or if you'd like to learn more about marketing your business better and getting more customers, schedule a free 30-minute consultation with us by visiting primedigitalseo.com.